We're all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday night. That means it's time for World Gone Geeks. The podcast is real. We live. We're really live here on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, wherever you prefer. Um, we are glad that you could join us. Welcome. We have a great show tonight. We're very excited about it. Um, along with me, as usual, is my uh, esteemed cohort in uh, geekiness, <laughs> Utah. Welcome. Hey, I don't know. I programs. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Hey, you know what? World Gone Geek is going live right now. It sure is. Did you get so the on my alert phone. on your phone? And that's yeah. what happens when you subscribe. All you have to do is subscribe or follow us on Facebook. Um, but yeah, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Facebook, and YouTube, Twitch. and Twitch simultaneously. Holy, cr- holy crap! I, I don't know good. why because it, it, it just divides the audience all over the place. But I don't <laughs> care where you're watching as long as you're part of the group. We appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. You may notice um, that it's a little bit uh, more, a little bit older in the in the show tonight because we're missing our youngest uh, member. <laughs> Aliyah could not make it uh, tonight. She is traveling uh, and finding a place to live. She's going to be moving um, away from our geographic location, but she'll still be on the show. But she's out doing that kind of stuff, so we miss her tonight. And you didn't bring uh, cardboard, Aliyah, with you tonight? Are you dead? Did you bring? <laughs> there she no, is. No, she's here. Um, <laughs> But she's yeah, so she's not here tonight. But uh, we miss uh, Aaliyah. But the the that's why we decided to do Star Wars tonight because, as <laughs> yes. most of our audience knows, if you've been watching us for a while, Aaliyah has not seen all of the Star Wars movies. So she has only uh, seen A New yes. Hope, and we're working on that. Yes, and we actually found a way where we can watch it together, even from our separate places. We're going to do that uh, very soon. We're going to get uh, her and Empire Strikes Back. We're going to record that uh, oh, yes. when we finally do. Um, obviously, we can't live stream that. Uh, that would be, you know, against all kinds of legal <laughs> issues. But yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and record that. Hopefully, we'll get a, a cool reaction from her. I, d- I don't know if she already knows, uh, you know, some of the things that happen because it's kind of in pop culture now. Right. Well, having yeah. not seen the movie ever, who knows? Maybe she doesn't know some of the big things that happen in that second. Movie. Uh, you know, it's funny that, that that hasn't ever come up if she knows like that particular plot twist, yeah. right? It's like, I don't want to bring it up because what if she doesn't and we spoil it before we get somehow now now just knowing that there is one right so uh, yeah we're going to keep her uh, as innocent about it as possible (laughs) and uh and if we get a good reaction we'll record it and we'll 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 have it on a future episode um but yes we are tonight we're talking about star wars we have a very special guest coming to join us in just a little bit but before we do that i do want to take a moment to uh call out our non-sponsor uh sponsor what do we call it last time i don't remember they're not a sponsor but they're a company that we really love and adore and want to draw attention to yes um and that uh, is uh john's crazy socks let me bring it up here because he uh since we're talking about star wars i'm just going to bring up the uh, star wars socks he's got star wars socks did i do it here it is yeah so uh john's crazy socks a little bit about them really quick uh, John is a young man with Down syndrome. He and his dad started this business together. Uh, John picks out all the socks. He loves uh, you know, crazy socks. He wears them all the time. And they ended up turning it into a business. You can get all kinds of crazy socks. I got my 
uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy socks oh, from yeah. them, for uh, which was very exciting. It said, don't panic on the bottom, uh, which is a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool pop culture socks, crazy socks, socks that do all kinds of um, different uh, designs and patterns and, and support different causes. But the cause that they support is... Um, Special Olympics. So every, a little bit of every purchase goes to Special Olympics and you can get um, a lot of crazy socks there. The other really cool thing about John's crazy socks is, um, if you go to, why can't I, uh, get to the top of this all because there's this thing in the way. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you go to John's Crazy Socks, um, they have a Sock of the Month Club, which I, I think is just really cool. And the Sock of the Month Club is um, basically you sign up and uh, it's like $12.99, includes the shipping. And John picks out uh, a pair of socks every month for this club. Comes with uh, uh, every order comes with a personalized note from John, which is very sweet. Uh, I got candy. I got a little packet of Skittles in mine. Uh, it's just they they put a lot of care and and fun into it. And um, most of the employees there are all differently abled, and yep. um, so they're very very much supporting that community and the Special Olympics too, um, both in their employment practices and in their profits. They're sharing that with a good cause. So John's crazy socks. And if you go there and you tell them that World Gone Geek sent you. And the way you do that is by putting in the co promo code WGG10, WGG10. And that's just good for the rest of the month of June. Um, oh, okay. Where our, our last episode of this season is in a couple weeks. And then we're going to take a little hiatus over the summer, except for a San Diego Comic-Con episode. Um, but so for the rest of June, that is valid. Now, we may work out something with them in, in the fall uh, with another code, but that's only good for June. So make sure to go and get your crazy socks right now and, and again June we don't get any 30th. promotional uh, uh anything from them at all we're not an affiliate that's not what they do um so it's it's not a sponsor in the sense that they're paying to, to be mentioned on the show i love the socks i love the energy of john and and his dad i love what they're doing and we love their cause right yep yep, yep. Have, you got, have you ordered socks yet utah i know you were not looking yet. at some i was looking at some not yet that star wars two-pack though is calling me Right. It's, uh, there's some really cool stuff. There's my, again, I, I mentioned last show, my one beef is in their Harry Potter collection. They don't have Hufflepuff. See, I wasn't going to mention that. I was going to say, I was that was say, my beef. And I, I, I mentioned say, yeah. that uh, on Twitter. I called him out for that. Like I, I was like, John, I love your socks, but where's my Hufflepuff? Um, <laughs> not Twitter, uh, TikTok. Uh, TikTok. Um, you can follow us on TikTok now. We're doing little well, things and, there and Twitter too while you're at yeah. it. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about Star Wars and let's bring in our special guest. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We, we, uh, this, this guy has um, a great business and a great uh, thing that he's doing that we thought was just fascinating. And we wanted to talk to him about it, but we also know he's a huge Star Wars geek. And so we also want to talk about Star Wars uh, stuff. So that's what it's all about tonight. Um, if you're worried about Star Wars spoilers, Aliyah, don't watch this episode. <laughs> uh, who knows? It might happen. I mean, um, Come on. What's the, so what's much the statute of limitations? Well, yeah. Well, no, I want 30, her to stay fresh. 40 years? <laughs> She's got to stay fresh until we <laughs> until we talk to her. Yes, um, yes. But, but no, uh, there's so much happening in Star Wars right now. You've got the Bad Batch is going right now, yep. which is um, kind of a post-Clone Wars deal. Um, we've got, you know, more, uh, the, um, Kenobi series is in production now that's officially happening. We've got an anime series coming to Disney plus. We've got, 
uh, all these different things. Uh, the, the what was the Ballad of Boba Fett? What's it called? Is that what it's called? Or did I just uh, make that up? It's no, something about Boba something Fett. Boba Book Fett. of Boba Fett. Book, Book of Boba Fett. I love the Ballad of Boba Fett, though. I think I would rather something. Well, see, now, now I'm going to you can start I'm, writing that right now. You I was going to say, now I'm, I'm going to have to pull out my Johnny Cash on you and see if I can come up with the Ballad um, of Boba Fett. I forget. It's the book of Boba Fett. That's what it it's was. The at book. The end. Yeah. I, I, I don't like him. I still think I'm going to call, you know what we, we called, we called uh Falcon and winter soldier, the salmon Bucky power hour. Darn tootin'. We did book of Boba Fett is now officially the ballad, <laughs> ballad of Boba, of Boba Fett. Fett. That's what we're going to call it. Excellent. All right. So uh, without further ado, let me bring on our special guest. He is a, uh, a martial artist um, and uh, you know, not, but doesn't just teach, that martial arts in the traditional form. He also teaches martial arts <laughs> with lightsabers, which is pretty amazing. Uh, please awesome. welcome Master Alan White to the show from Level Up Lightsabers. Alan, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you guys. I'm glad I got to, to make this happen. Oh, we are too. We Thank are you so too. much for agreeing to come on and uh, talk to us tonight. Um, tell us a little bit about, well, let's start from the beginning. First, let's just start with Star Wars. Tell me, okay. where did your passion for Star Wars begin? That's usually my first question for Star Wars fans. What was the fir- What's your first Star Wars memory? So, I mean, like, I was under the age of nine when, you know, I was watching a, a bootleg Star Wars that had been recorded off of HBO or something. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, and so there was you know so I, like that was that was the beginning is uh my my dad or maybe my mom one of the two both eh. <laughs> um but they had they had recorded it so that it was a part of our library mm. and as a kid seeing it in that context and then um i don't think i saw return of the jedi in theaters if i did i was too young to to have any recollection at all Mm. um 82 represent um (laughs) but samurai with laser swords yeah that's you know and it so it's very very easy to then as a kid you see that and there's there's all of these things about that story that are really really easy to connect with or imagine yourself into or um any of that kind of stuff so that then it becomes a um a way to imagine and play and explore and interact with the world through that lens of um what it had to say and what it had to teach and that kind of thing so that's like the answer to the question is it started long enough ago like i'm closing in on 40 it started long enough ago i don't know (laughs) it's just it's i have been with star wars so long that yeah. it's yeah i don't know where it started but it's not going anywhere <laughs> i hear you <laughs> that's fair well, i have a question so were you mm-hmm. already so bef- how long have you been into martial arts have you were you doing so, that when you were young also and you, did you see the connection right away uh not right away um those things sort of started separately so uh the i started martial arts training in 93 and so we had moved uh from massachusetts to kentucky where this is a really difficult area for allergies in general. And so outdoor activities and some indoor activities, it was really hard for me to have physical activities and breathe. (laughs) And if you can't do that second one, it's really hard to do the first one. Sure. sure. That's why the aerobic instructors always remind you to breathe. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> in, uh, in Japanese martial arts, Heian, which is sometimes Americanized into Pinyon, literally mm. means breathing practice. Ah. Uh, it's one of the ways that you read those symbols. But, um, uh, and I do a sort of a variant of Kempo Karate. And so there's not necessarily a lot of overlap with what I started doing as a, as a beginning martial artist and lightsaber fighting. That was something that the samurai sword and Philippine martial arts and some of the other things I've used to build this, my saber curriculum happened more when I was like, the roots of that are when I started college. So like the early two thousands. Um, and so right away there wasn't the connection. Um, I have become a professional martial artist. That's kind of a misleading phrase because <laughs> it's like, if you're a martial arts instructor and you are being paid as a martial arts instructor and that's how you're feeding your kids and, and so forth, then you are a professional martial artist, but I'm not gently. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, it's a different league. Yep. <laughs> None <laughs> of us are gently. <laughs> that is so true. God, it's true. I would give my left arm to be that good. Even now, um, even at his age now, oh none of us are gently. So <laughs> Donnie Yen, who all of us Star Wars fans appreciate. Sure. Give my left arm to be that good. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Amazing stuff. But that, So that was the beginning of my martial arts journey. The, the beginning of my Star Wars journey technically is the early 2000s. Um, but I, I didn't start crafting the lightsaber curriculum as it is until 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. Okay. I found a company that made durable lightsabers. Uh, and I've told this story a handful of times now. But So I had a sword curriculum that I was teaching at the dojo. And we had a, a specific, but basically a special topics class for it. And so people would come in and they'd do it. And for the most part, people would do it for a little bit. And then they'd just sort of peter out. Because if I handed somebody a wooden sword and say, pretend this is a samurai sword, pretend you're a samurai, people could get like 70, 80% of the way there um, and then eventually sort of lose some of the enthusiasm. If I handed them an expensive flashlight and said, pretend <laughs> this is a lightsaber, zero problems. <laughs> Everybody is 100% in, like we got sound effects noises, happening. Yeah. It's Everybody's there. Everybody's on the same page. Uh, uh, and that's that's part of filling out sabers for the class to have an armory to be able to teach the class because if somebody's got to spend a hundred dollars just to do a class that's a that's a barrier to entry that a lot of people aren't going to just cross on a whim and so i had to accumulate lightsabers to have them available for people to come in and, and do class and then if they wanted to eventually they'd get their own and bring it in and be like this is my lightsaber aha <laughs> everybody would be like oh i want that lightsaber you know <laughs> um, but with teenagers and, um, I've got a lot of female students, the, a lot of the primary manufacturers that are out there, what's available is a really thick gauge. Like if you remember those old mag lights when those first came out back oh, when yeah. we were kids, yeah, good. like it's they're, they're inch and a half. They're, yeah. Yeah. And so for people in those demographics, it was really hard to use them. They weren't very comfortable. Oh, you know? Yeah. Right. Because I remember the, are the good old classic lightsaber toys had to use D batteries, right? Yeah. So they had yeah, to be at least that clunky as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Clunky as heck. <laughs> clunky. No, that, one, oh. that, you, that one passes. That gets through the filters. H E double hockey sticks. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, but so the the manufacturer that I partnered with, part of the reason why I picked them, and believe me, I went through some 
I went through some manufacturers. Their their gauge is a lot more comfortable. So it's it's easier for people to, to use it. Like even my kids have um, this is the handle on my site called the bonus XP. And so my my daughter and my nephew both have a lightsaber that's their lightsaber. Um, and I just trim the blade down so that it's appropriate, but it's not too heavy or too big for them to use. Whereas even the ones that you get at the parks oh, are, are it's, incredibly, yeah. They're really hard for kids to use because yeah. of the size. And that and wanting to be able to include people in classes, wanting to be able to teach people, you got to give them something that like something they can they can manipulate, they can maneuver. And so that's that's part of how I landed on the sabers that I offer. I keep looking over here instead of at the camera. And then I look at myself in the picture and it's like, Oh, <laughs> camera, here we go. So t- tell us how you got into the uh, actual production of lightsabers then where uh, like, and started it as a company. So I don't, I don't personally manufacture. I work <laughs> with a manufacturer um, and I went through a lot of product samples. I went through a lot of different things to find something that was going to meet the features that were most important to me. Um, what's most important to some people out there may not necessarily be what was what I found to be critical for my classes. Sure. And so everything that's on the site right now, because this is sort of phase one of the shop, was or is the the stuff that checked the most important boxes to me. Mm. Because what I wanted a student to be able to do, whether they're coming into my classes physically or doing the training online, is buy one Sabre and be set. Um, There are a lot of companies out there that are trying to be just sort of, you know, business to consumer. We are going to come out with lots of complex, new, different stuff. We're going to roll it out really, really frequently. And... We want you to treat them like Pokemon. We want you to catch them all. And I don't want to be lightsaber Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a lot more like energy into that part of it than I want to do. I'm like most people are only good at one thing, and I'm a pretty good teacher. And like, you know, good dad working on making sure that I'm a good husband, working on making sure I'm a good dad, feel confident in saying I'm a good teacher. Most people only get the one thing. Mm. I don't want to have to add a fourth thing when I already feel like, like the three that I'm juggling is a lot sometimes. So, um, a saber that was going to give people the ability to change the color so that they weren't locked in from purchase. Um, Mm the uh, a comfortable handle that didn't have a bunch of stuff on it that would rip up your hands uh that is a lot harder to find than you realize until you kind of get into this and one of the the, one of the top three for me is the ability to mute because if you have a dozen people with sabers (laughs) on in a room and they can't turn it off (laughs) you need a bullhorn It makes it tough to All teach. All right, do it again. <laughs> that's something that I'm. That's something that you know anybody else buying sabers would take for granted. But you know, for your particular situation, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it is, yeah. and it was so like that was a that was a criteria that it was like, all right, if it can't do this, it's not on the list, <laughs> right? Um, and then there were certain other things that were I want it to do this, but I'm I'm willing to sacrifice that as long as I get the other things. Um, 
but uh, in-hilt recharge. That was so that, nice. You don't have to take anything apart. You just plug it in and wait. Nice. Because it's, it's, it's really easy to just get a row of, um, the, like a broomstick rack is a really yes. common thing for yeah. like, and so then you just, you get a row of them, you buy a USB splitter and you can plug everything in all at one time. And then there's not a lot of assembling and disassembling and reassembling just to do class. Right. Because mm-hmm. the class is the part that's important to me, not all the other bits and pieces and things like that. And so in-hill recharge was like, all right, win. I found one that I like that also does that. This is important. Um, durability, obviously. And so um, every every company I worked with, I put their blades through all kinds of stuff. To oh, did you like torture test them? You have to. Plus, yeah. awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's one of the first videos. So when I first discovered you on TikTok, that's where I first like realized what you were doing out there. And uh, basically, in the video, you were basically taking a lightsaber and you're just whacking it against a tree, like like you were trying to John Bunyan trying to cut it down with it. And I'm like, how is that thing not shattering to pieces? Um, so obviously you figured it out. Like what makes them so durable? What is the, and the, 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 the secret sauce to this actually isn't that secret. And it's also, um, most of the companies that you purchase from their blades are going to be able to do that. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm the only lightsaber company. Mm-hmm, that can. Mm-hmm. So these blades are normally made out of a polycarbonate, right? Which is like a, pretty strong. I, it's, I'm not going to say that it's bulletproof because it's not bulletproof, but you can put these through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an incredibly durable material. Um, it's got a lot of really unique properties. The, the Nalgene bottles are made out of polycarbonate and it's the, that plus being a cylinder shape, they that are strength. Yeah. like the, just from a material standpoint and a geometry standpoint, you can break them, but it takes work. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the blades that mine ship with, this is okay. hard to see with the camera, but, but it's, a two, it's a two millimeter wall. Okay. Um, I'm going to add a three millimeter wall to the site uh, when we get to phase two, oh, which adds nice. even more durability. So right. like um, people that do the competitive uh, saber contests where you're basically, depending on your background, it's either HEMA or Kendo except with lightsabers. And so right. you're just strapped in with you got, you Kendo got and lacrosse armor. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you two people you're just, just beat the crud it. out of each other. Um, <laughs> it's actually pretty entertaining as a spectator it's it's and it's the closest thing to mma in the weapon fighting world because you have people with lots of different lots of different weapon backgrounds yeah that's true i never thought lots of different ways to be successful so there's not because of the nature of saber combat it doesn't have the same kind of fight meta that other combat sports have Right, and because you might have you might have somebody with like a kendo background and somebody with a hema background, and then this other person that has a really bonkers weapon style that really doesn't work outside the context of lightsaber. Like if they tried to do it in kendo or in hema, it wouldn't it work. But work. it works in saber. Yeah. Um. And and so you get to see these sort of this amalgamation of these interesting things being thrown at each other, um, uh, which is cool. But people that do that type of sport application, a two millimeter blade isn't as useful to them because it wears out faster. Mm -hmm. A three millimeter blade lasts a lot longer. What you don't want to have to do is go to an event and have to swap your blade every other fight. Or, you know, it's like, that's just one extra thing you don't want to have to be thinking about while you're competing. 
And so those people tend to prefer an even heavier grade blade. And I want to be able to give people that, you know, that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are you teaching in your classes? Is it, it's, I mean, is it what you're teaching in your classes, is it's actual like combat, right? It's not just like, well, here's a good choreography in front of the camera and how to make it look pretty. And they, I mean, some of that might be involved, but some of it's there. Actually, but you, yeah. <laughs> but you, you actually got to get the basics first attacks and defense and, and how to, how you would actually use a weapon like this uh, and hopefully not cut a limb off if it was real. Right. <laughs> well, in the, the, as one of your own limbs of course training, you're trying to cut off a limb of the other you want that's you want the other person star to lose wars appendages you yes. want to have all yours right that's, right you know. and, and now i'm thinking of monty python's black knight but that's right. something else how <laughs> <And> about <the, laughs> you um, no and star wars the, is just the arm it's, it's just, just a flesh wound <laughs> and the as soon as you begin saber training doing any kind of uh, emulating the stage choreography for the movies, you learn very quickly that the lightsaber would not function well as a weapon in the context that it's depicted mm. because you would harm yourself so often, so <laughs> catastrophically that it's, it, it's one of those things that you see that and you realize yeah, no. This is movies. <laughs> yeah. This this is movies, and that's okay. Um, that was the, my main problem with Kylo Ren's saber when he had the the hilt guards. I'm like, oh come on. The the How split actually bothers me that? less from a mechanical standpoint than the staff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's so. Just... <laughs> it's it's a lever, and so the weapon is a lever. So if I send one side out, the, the other, other side. side comes in. Yeah, And so all you have to do is hit this part of the lever the right way. And that part of the lever is going to remove significant parts of my anatomy that I need. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be cauterized at least. It, this is true. Like the bleeding <laughs> risk is minimal. Right. But if it gets all the way through, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it enough. doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless you're Darth Maul, which in case you're fine. <laughs> then you get angry enough to get new legs. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 the the base curriculum so what most people are going to start with is based on samurai sword uh uh so if you've if you've done aikido has a um, a portion of its curriculum is called the aikiken which is aikido sword um and so it's going to be more similar to that type of sword training than a kendo sword training so the sword is a little bit more kenjutsu which is uh, if you're not a martial artist, kendo is sort of, it's, it's fencing, it's the sport fencing. And so it's, um, points and, and this sort of thing. So the, the nature of that system is a little bit different. Right. And then kenjutsu is less, less of the point application and it's a different kind of application of the toolbox. So they have a lot of overlap of the toolbox, but you, you train in it as a different way. And so it'll be more like an Aikiken, it'll be more like a Kenjutsu is the base curriculum. Um, as soon as you get outside of learning the triangles of, okay, I have a long, a long weapon that I control with two hands. Once you get through that and you understand the triangles, you understand the movement. I, I wanted to start people here because it puts both hands on your weapon so that you learn how to point your center at people and how to move off lines of attack and things like that. Um, after that, you can replicate all of those triangles one-handed. 
And then we start to work in some of like Philippine martial arts, which is like the Eskrima sticks, uh, Kali, Arnis, that, that sort of family of systems. Oh, cool. Um, uh, and some other, some other weapon arts there. There are a lot of cultures that developed a sword or something sword ish. And they have a lot of overlap in the triangles that they teach. There's some, there's some differences, but ultimately it's all, you're either using a triangle to be a wedge to pierce the other person's defense to get to them, or you're using a, a triangle defensively to cause their attack to go by you. If you imagine like the way a canoe goes through water, the water is going around it. And so I could use a wedge above me like a roof. We could use a wedge in front of me like a canoe. I can, and that, so there's all weapon systems more or less come down to triangles and spirals. Um, and most of the time spirals are just, it's, it's still a wedge. You're just moving it while it's being a wedge. And I, I realized, I realized I talked about a lot of stuff, so I don't know if that no. exactly answered your question. But. No, no, it's all, it's good. It's great. Um, so th- that, so I, my, my point was, yeah, is this, this is like real, this is real fighting, not just, you know, how can we, you know, I, th- that's, it sounds like if you, what you're describing, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, if you look at the original lightsaber battle and the very first, a new hope, it sounds a little more akin to Darth Maul spinning around and doing backflips with his swords and the stuff we got in the prequels. Now, don't get me wrong. That's awesome to watch in a movie. It's a lot more fun to watch than what we saw in the first one. I'm not arguing that that isn't yeah, more entertaining. That, so, um, but that it'll be more yeah, similar to the yeah. It'll be more similar to the style of choreography from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's there's some interesting stories about that choreography. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are. So Please next share. time you watch next time you watch Empire Strikes Back, so this is for everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> don't watch Luke. I understand. It's the, everybody in that movie is better looking than me. Good call. Um, <laughs> Don't watch Luke, watch Vader. So the next time you watch Empire Strikes Back, ignore Luke. Just watch Vader. Hmm. So one of the problems they had with the Vader costume is he could not have his hands above his face in front of his body because of the cowl. Yeah. And so Vader's choreography is more or less four corners. Huh. And he's either doing it with one hand or with both hands. Right. But it's huh. he's got he's got four corners he can go to, and so all the attacks are going to one of those four spots. And one of the things that was brilliantly done with how they choreographed it is that they realized after the fact, oh crud, we have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, so what do we do? And so they were they're able to disguise it with forced perspective, and um, they make Luke's choreography really visually interesting so your eyes get pulled away from what vader is doing and you're seeing what luke's doing plus we're rooting for luke because he's the hero mm-hmm. right and so there's you know there's all of these sort of dynamics at play in making it work and so then until you're like either looking at the fight choreography from an analytics standpoint or you hear somebody tell the story or whatever you never look at vader's choreography and go oh yeah huh. he's just <laughs> that's all he's doing He's just going this one, one. three, four, <laughs> two, one, four, two, three. Like, <laughs> and, and that's, uh, th- there are so many problems that they encountered in filming that they had to find really creative solutions to that 
some people have heard me tell that story and think that I was dumping on the original trilogy, but oh, it's no, a, that's not, it was a, it, it was a brilliant like solution yeah. to a problem right. that could have scuttled the movie right. if they hadn't landed it. And they, they totally stuck the landing. Yeah. Um, I um, mean, that's a very cool insight. It's, it's, to, I still stand firmly on that is the best Star Wars movie of all time. Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's that's my, my it's my, that's favorite. mine. Yeah. It's yours too, Utah. I don't know. Yep. What about you, Al? Do you, um, I waffle with, so my, my list, and I realize some people are not going to find this very popular. Um, <laughs> the Last Jedi is, The Last Jedi is my favorite movie. Oh, it's that's, my, I have my favorite no, Star I, Wars movie. Hands you're down. not going to find any you're enemies. Not find here. Any problems? Here. We are definitely now. I don't think it's my favorite, but it's my favorite of the new trilogy, and that yeah, makes so many I, people so angry. Easily. In fact, we probably have just lost listeners and fans. Well, now our but one come, viewer is gone. No, but well, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, come on. <laughs> We need to be able to. That's the whole point of World Gone Geek is that right. we're all geeks here. We all, we have, all opinions. have different opinions. Yes. We, uh, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek. There's just yeah. who cares, right? We, exactly. we love what we love, and that's and, fine. And so we're if you didn't love it, that's great. Our, we're yeah. all allowed to have our own perspective on which ones are like, yeah, absolutely. You know? um, but so Empire for me is either two or three. I sort of waffle between Empire and A New Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those are sort of those are sort that's of two fair. A two B. Yep. Sure. I, yep. and, and one of the other things, there was a there was a TikTok thing that was going viral for a while that was for a lot of creators was a really good way when when viewership was sort of down. There were a lot of Star Wars creators that did this because it created a ton of engagement. But they do their you know their their list of Star Wars rankings. Mm, yeah. And and I had the I had the hardest time trying to figure out how to do that because all of the movies. I really love for different reasons and sure. because they're they're individual to that movie it's really hard to then separate them mm-hmm. um uh but like look, the last jedi for me the the two reasons i love it more than anything is coming out of force awakens i didn't really love kylo as a as a villain i didn't i didn't understand where kylo was coming from as a villain mm-hmm. the last jedi was where i got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like they did a seeing, very good job of and, showing and that where story. it was like, and and also, and but also understanding not just why he would betray Luke, but also understanding how he became this new-ish Vader, but rather than being like the monster in a in a slasher movie, which is sort of what Vader was like, right. instead he is this fallen chosen one, mm-hmm. but that's also got like this petulance and some other things so it was like from force awakens it was just like i don't i don't empathize with this villain i don't feel threatened by him there's look there's all this stuff going on then we get to the last jedi and it was like mm-hmm. now i now i get it there's a whole bunch of pieces that have fallen into place now i understand he's about to come into his power and be the big bad in the next movie and he's going to be scary um and then I'm not going to dunk on the rise of Skywalker. Well, I, 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 um, again, you, I was you just did, about to say, and then that didn't happen. So. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of this. But yeah, again, like I, yeah. I want to make clear to folks who are listening and watching, like I don't care which Star Wars is your favorite. Like if you are a fan of the Phantom Menace, I don't agree that it's the best Star Wars movie, but I love the fact that you love Star Wars as much as I do. That should be True. what matters. True. That's what World Gone Geek is all about because yeah. we love, we're, Utah and I ourselves are 
many different fandoms. Aaliyah, as I mentioned earlier, hasn't even seen Star Wars. She saw A New Hope literally like a few months ago for the first time. <laughs> if that. So, yeah, but she loves anime and, you know, things like that. Like we all oh, have that's different a waste things to be a geek. we geek out about. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what, that's what we're all about here. But yeah, so don't, but yeah, hey. it's easy to make enemies by saying you like The Last Jedi. People are so hung up on that. And I just don't get it because there's so much. Empire, again, is my favorite. I mean, hands down. Um, but again, you know, and Alan, it's in everybody's top three. There's nobody you, that has a top no, three. Yeah, right. Like, Utah and, and I are, are a little bit older than you. <laughs> um uh, all right. No, we're a lot older. I saw Star Wars in theater. I saw Star Wars in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. When it first came out, New Hope. So 1977, I was four years old and I saw it in the theater. So, um, respect to the OGs. Yeah. I, but, I was, I was 35. I'm just, so, kidding. I'm just kidding. So, like you, <laughs> like you, I knew Utah looks really good for his age. Um, I knew, and I mean, I mean that in the, in the, in the course of the joke and in truth, too. He does. Oh, so. oh, thank you. But, because uh, he's so much older than me. Um, and that's oh, by a lot, by almost a, a couple of years. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so the rise of Skywalker, I think, I think this is what I'll say. I think there were a lot of people that loved the last Jedi that were disappointed or let down by the rise of Skywalker. One of the things that I didn't want to do, um, because I spent a long time in Facebook and Facebook fan groups where, and, and it continues to now where hating the last Jedi was constant unending. And there were certain people that basically made it their personality. Mm -hmm. oh, oh yeah. And that was exhausting. Yeah. And so there, there are things about the rise of Skywalker that I really didn't like, but it benefits zero people for me to just Rant to just about complain it. about it. Yeah. Right. There's it 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 does it does nothing positive for the franchise. It does nothing positive for the fandom. It if there's somebody that the rise of Skywalker for whatever their reasons were is their favorite Star Wars movie, yeah. my crapping on it diminishes that joy. Like all it does is tarnish their joy, especially if, if otherwise they respect me. Right. And so that's that's something that I have not spent a lot of time doing. I've I've accidentally grown a very large following on TikTok um, <laughs> by saying that my lightsaber was better than a stick and that a handful of other things have sort of <laughs> popped off here and there and I've accumulated other people. I don't but know if you if you saw my comment. I actually commented that that was what hooked me. I'm like, better than a stick has got to be the best tagline <laughs> for a lightsaber. For, or <laughs> if not that, better than a, a, a gift. Better than a wrapping tube. paper, too. Right, better than a wrapping paper. The only other thing. It's, yep. it's not Either one of those. Uh, it's not. <laughs> but that, too many and, words. And so, what? one of the things I'm hoping, because I've been really enjoying the High Republic stuff that's come out so far. Yeah. I'm, I have not read remotely close to all of it because there's there's a lot there's that has come out it. and it's come out fairly quickly and yeah. it's all very good, mm. which has also been really encouraging. But I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm excited at the prospect of new Star Wars stories that don't have baggage because I think some of the 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 polarization within the fandom, some of it is because of people who felt really, really connected to previous trilogies mm -hmm. that 
then didn't connect in the same way to the new ones. And so it, it created this, it created this dynamic of conflict between those fans. And I'm hoping that by getting farther away from that sort of the timeline that we've spent a lot of time on that fans are going to be able to just be excited about talking about star Wars again. Yeah. 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 Well, Um, I'll never understand the sentiment that, Oh, they ruined my childhood. I mean, no, I went, I just told you, I went to see it at like, I was five years old sitting in a movie theater with my dad, 1977, that like was my childhood. The seed's too tall. Nothing yeah, exactly. that has like, nothing has happened in in the last decade that can take that away from me. That no, was no, my no. childhood. No, Are you no me? you're mistaken. When I saw the rise of Skywalker, that totally <laughs> changed and erased that childhood moment for me. That's yeah, totally See, ruined. Such it. an exaggeration. It was raining it inside the theater now. Yeah. And <laughs> I was not eating popcorn. I yeah. was eating cockroaches. And my father kept on berating me about how this is a stupid movie. Why did you make me take you to it? Right. It all totally changed of, everything. Thanks, J.J. Abrams. Thanks. A lot. Uh, all you have to do is just <laughs> protect, you know, the the original trilogy is it for you. That's fine. If that's all you like, then that's then that's, that's okay. your Star Wars. And, and your childhood is intact. So you can watch it more easily. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, I understand. Oh. I do but understand. there's still special editions. Right? Boo. I do understand disappointment. There's a lot of things that I had hoped would happen. There's a lot of things that I wish would have happened. Uh, you know, and don't get me started on Rise of Skywalker. There's so much that I think could have been better and fixed in that. Um, not just from a Star Wars perspective, but well, just, just to be a general. better movie, right? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, and I think it's okay to have those things. And it's, like, and it's good it's, discussion. It's We can have those discussions. We can review those. But there's got to be a point where you stop and say, all right, the, we're done. Like, we get it. I this is what I didn't like about it. And now what's next? What do we got now? Oh, Mandalorian, more Mandalorians coming. Oh, the ballad of, so uh, Boba the ballad of Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> ballad of Boba Fett. Which, which we're calling renaming it Renaming accepted. Yeah. Uh, you know, this type of stuff, that's what I'm here for. And so that, I think that makes a good transition because this is where I wanted to start uh, this point in the show to start talking about some of like where Star Wars is now, the current kind of state of that. Um, Let me back. Like please that. do. Really please do. Yeah. Just for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no. So the, the other reason that The Last Jedi is, is my favorite Star Wars movie, there was something really cool that they did with the storytelling and the fight choreography that Star Wars hasn't done a lot of, but it was it was so cool. So when you look at fight choreography for a movie, it doesn't matter if it's Star Wars or something else. It's useful to look at the choreography as a three-act story. Oh, yeah. And so you've got an act one, an act two, and then an act three that's sort of the concluding thing. Right. Okay? And so like Force Awakens... The fight between Ray and Kylo is a three-act story. Act one, Kylo is the villain in a slasher movie, and he's playing with his food. Act two, Ray has tapped into the Force, and she's able to lash back, and she wins. You know, sort of that second round of the fight, and then the third act doesn't get to happen because the planet splits because it's split. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Last Jedi, and this was the because this was the story of the Last Jedi is. Act one of the fight, they're fighting separately. Act two of the fight, throughout the middle, they're fighting together. And the the peak, the, the apex of that is that moment oh, that's thrown where right. they're they're sort of back to back, and it's yeah. like their bodies make the shape of a yin yang. And there've been all these yin yang images in the movie mm-hmm. up to that point as well. Right. And so then there's this there's this moment that is the absolute pinnacle of their cooperation that 
also is the moment that Raylo's point to, and it's like that is full contact flirting. <laughs> that isn't just that is <laughs> right. So there's this moment of them being completely synergized in the fight, and then they gradually rotate away from each other again. And so it's this like the the middle act of that movie is the tease of this is how good it could be. This is how mm-hmm. good they could be if they could if they could be together. Right. This is how good this could work. And then they can't. <laughs> I there there's there's some problems with the choreography in that scene too though. Some scenes there like one of the guys gets oh. knocked away by nothing a few times like there's well, but that's just know. those are Pick a, Pick a Star Wars fight scene. Exactly. That was my any, point. Any, just, fight, any fight People will go and point like at those is what I'm saying. And, yeah. and yes, Return there the are Jedi problems. One, yeah, there's the, tons um, of that kind of stuff. The uh, um, Attack of the Clones, the fight with Dooku, there's a force kick in that one. Yeah. yeah like yeah. there's, it's... There's just lots there, of... We- it, yeah. And like anytime you have big set piece fight scenes, there are so <laughs> many things that you are having to do as a fight team that if the camera angle is off by five degrees... Yeah. It's going to look bad. Sometimes you just gotta go and the entirety of the Phantom Menace fight scene is horse perspective, more or less. And that's just like that you can you can either accept that like fight choreography is choreography and you're using violence to tell a story. Sure. Or like if you want if you want fights to be like real fights, they have to be too close together and they're over too fast. Right. And so if you're not a martial artist that has seen a lot of fighting and done a lot of fighting, it's really hard to follow. So it makes it really boring. Just that it's, that's, that's the nature of stage combat. So like you have to have like big arcing swings and things that are easy to trace so that the people that aren't martial artists can see what's going on. Sure. Like if you don't. Well, that's why Star Wars is great because you've got, Lighted blades and they're different colors. <laughs> yeah, so freaking cool. It's yeah. and it's amazing. <laughs> I stepped so, on a question. I'm sorry. Let's. I, I can be focused. I promise. No, it's all good. No, that's that was great, and that kind of leads us into it. Like I said, um, the Same current way. the current state of uh, Star Wars is, as you had pointed out, is kind of like giving us a little bit of a fresh start in the high Republic. Uh, um, I have the first book of that and I've not read it yet, but I have it. Uh, I bought it when it first came out and I've just got too much, too many other, I got a stack like this next to my, you know, don't we we all, I got to get, get through them. Uh, you know, and I buy every Stephen King book when it first comes out and I've got those, I've got that stacked up. He's got another one coming out. He, of course he writes them too fast. It's his fault. I blame him. But anyway, the, I blame him for spoiling mayor. Why can't he be like George R. R. Martin? Right. Can't he just Um, take decades? Um, so, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Obviously the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, um, currently the, they've got the bad batch, but I think that the pinnacle of all of that is the fact that Dave Filoni has he's just been named the guy in charge of star Wars. He's kind of like the, he was already, he, he was kind, already in charge of the story group. And yeah. so like this, like the, the title was more, in my opinion, it was more formality than, um, right. You know, like he was, so it's basically, it's the announcement that he got a pay bump. Sure. Right. Like, right, right, right. you know, is really what that comes down to. Cause he was already performing the role of, you know, functionally the stories are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, 
you know, and because we knew the story group existed even before any of the shows came out. Like we knew the story group has existed. They've been like the people have been on Twitter. Yeah. Been, Pablo Hildago is a, exactly. Um, a big, and Pablo was going to be the first person that I brought up because in, because they're also generally really available to fans and yeah. other stuff like that. The, yeah. So yeah. we knew the story group existed. The fact that Baloney is being recognized for being really talented is like, yeah. Well, he was kind of the the. They poached he, him from Avatar for a reason. Like, yeah, that's fair. Well, when the Clone Wars came out, like when he and George Lucas kind of really hit it off, and he he mm-hmm. really kind of the the successor to George Lucas, in a, if you think of it in a way. I wish that he had been more involved in the trilogies, obviously, and had, movies, had more yeah. to do that. But we know uh, we know he was in the story group, and we know that. I, I recognize that there was the interview recently, and I actually posted a TikTok about this today, I, I, where they've said that there wasn't a detailed outline for the stories. Mm-hmm. We know that's not true. <laughs> like there's, we, from there's a lot of data points that tell us that's not true, but we also know that the rise of Skywalker had to change dramatically based on the plan because Carrie Fisher died. <laughs> sure. Yeah that 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 put a crimp on the, the it, I, I, yeah. Like we well, and we know from the leaked doctoral script and all this stuff. So like we know the story group was involved, but I have a feeling moving forward, given Filoni's fan cred, so to mm-hmm. speak, like his street mm-hmm. cred, that he will be a really significant part of some of the press stuff. Like moving forward, because mm-hmm. um, when. It, every conversation that I've had with people about the Mandalorian, um, it feels like about a third of the time somebody will then be like, man, if, if Filoni had been involved in the movies or whatever, and Filoni's done multiple interviews where he's talking about being on set in the last Jedi all the time. And Ryan Johnson, like putting him with the camera and being like, no, so look and and talking about framing shots for live action and different things like that. Like we know he was, he was there. Um, he yeah. was he was connected with this stuff, and we yeah. and we know it. And so that's a that's one of those narratives that we know is a false narrative that has just persisted because Mandela effect. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, I I think the 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 pivot that takes place in Rise of Skywalker for me is the the biggest problem uh, with the whole thing. I mean, just the fact that Palpatine even showed up kind of bothers me, but, but, but but let's talk about Filoni for a second. Um, just in the shows that he has done my, I love, I love, I mean, I love what he's doing with Mandalorian. I, I I really enjoyed not all of clone wars, but I enjoyed most of it it, enough of it to, to be a fan, right. Of, of the clone wars and not say, Oh, I did you know, not not throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of situation. I enjoyed rebels. But the one thing that, and now the bad batch is on, and the, and I'm starting to the only thing my my only complaint, and, I'm, and this is just I'm going to say the complaint, and then I'm gonna be done with it and be a fan because that's what I do. That's fine. Um, but my one thing is is um, I need him to start moving away from this formula that he has, <laughs> and it's the 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 connection. Like people are calling the bad batch the dad batch, right? Because it is basically <laughs> the Mandalorian with five guys instead of one. She she's Omega Omega is as baby or as Grogu, um, uh, you know it's. Hey, the, but you can talk. Uh, which 
is Ahsoka in the beginning with Anakin. Like they they all had this this thing where and and in everyone in everyone and in, and go back and watch the Bad Batch right now. In everyone, stay here while we do this. They don't, don't stay, stay there. there. Yeah. They get in danger. They save them. Happy ending. Next Come episode. A, Repeat. Rinse. That's the and, one. That's my one complaint. And, I'm and still I, I enjoying it. But it's, it's like, come on, we're like something new has to happen. And then the other thing is he's got to constantly self-reference something con- else that the, he did. The connections are starting to, are it's starting, starting to get to almost too much. It's almost like, okay, we get it. Like, <laughs> but is hey, it I've the got, galaxy bigger than some of I've got this, connect- I've got this new show about this bad batch. Hey, what, uh, Fennec Shand, let's bring you in just yeah, for, but, you know, and, Oh, and, and Tracy and Caleb, Caleb, let's, 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 uh, and, let's redcon your, uh, your, uh, and yeah, whoever showed up at so, the end of the last episode, you know, is somebody that we already know. Right. Um, but sure, sure. I'm, I'm again. These are small. These are small little things that I'm just. I'm tired of seeing it over and over again. But at the same time, I'm going to be excited to see whoever this is and be like, "Yay, they're here!" Um, but is it's, it Maul? You know, is it Darth Maul? No, no. I, I think it's. Rex. I think I it's going to be a good guy. Rex? Yeah, that's my guess. Because I mean, it's they're they're could whoever it, it is. They're Organa? working for the, the rebels, right? Because they, or at least that's what they, uh, they said they were working for the, the rebels. Two best, the two best guesses, in my opinion, are Rex and Bale, because mm-hmm. we know it's probably going to be a good guy, somebody that is important in the rebels TV the show rebel, yeah. or you know the rebellion in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know from the trailer that Rex is going to show up at some point. Sure. That's fair. Yes, that's right. And so like that it's, those are, those are the data points that we have that make it reasonable that those are one of the two guesses. Now, of course it could, you know, they could triple reverse us and it'd be something else. But it's going to be, it's going to be Paul Bettany. <laughs> I was really okay hoping, I was I mean, really hoping for a, uh, I'll do too. <laughs> Um, I was really hoping for a Star Wars A team kind of show, basically where they just hop around the galaxy, <laughs> well, helping the, the downtrodden and bringing justice, and just you know what I mean. And then they would all take on like those roles. And their ships I, like a crappy van. That's just me. I grew up with the A team, and I want to see it. You know, <laughs> Hunter says, "I don't know when the plan comes together." Exactly. <laughs> record so, record doesn't want to fly in helicopters or something. You know, they're gonna drug him every time. Every t- yeah, every time he gets every it. time. <laughs> so. My, what am I looking for? All right, so the Lone Wolf and Cub analogs with Mandalorian are obvious mm-hmm. and plentiful, so I'm not going to rehash that conversation. But so, like, it fits that it fits that mold. Mm-hmm. the The Bad Batch, my my guess or assumption or whatever is that it is going to be a very slow march to the bad batch all getting flipped like yeah, one at a time right like, because I, of the inhibitor chip and so i i really think that that's going to be the like the end game the, the same way that them. the same way that rogue one it's in order to progress the plot you encounter a problem where you have to sacrifice the life of one of your characters right like that's the plot of rogue one it's like it gets to a certain point and it's like all right to overcome this yeah. somebody's got to die to overcome this, somebody else has got to die. Right? And so I, I really think the Bad Batch, one of the things that's going to happen as this progresses is that there's just going to be this attrition. Um, and who knows who Omega is ultimately going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. She's got some... Because we know Omega is more sensitive and, right. and so forth. So there's a, like, 
there's a there's a very different story there from like the the parent child relationship being rehashed. Mm-hmm. I get. Um, well, and, and the, it's, and also, it's the, also let's put the kid in danger in order to give the heroes. Well, that's a, like that was like the Walking Dead for like three years. Well, yeah, Carl, yeah, yeah, stay in the, the house, trope, Carl. Right? That kind of thing. But yeah, and and it's so it's not even a Star Wars, not even a Felony thing. It's oh, it's just I mean, a trope in general. Jurassic yeah. War, uh, Park, the first Jurassic Park oh, yeah. did it. Oh, yeah. second Jurassic example. Park did great it. Third Jurassic Park did it. Stop bringing kids to this island. Jurassic World did it. Jurassic World Two did it. They all do it. I get it. It's a trope that happens. But I'm like. It's, it's also to, it's also in all of these, and I'm just like, okay, come on, just yeah. And, and it's also something that we need to remember as adult fans is like these different properties are made to either appeal to different people or include different people or whatever. And right. so, Bad Batch guarantee like fans under the age of X, let's say fourteen, they all have a favorite Bad Batch member. Mm. And a portion of them are going to pretend to be the Bad Batch member, but it's also a path of easier, like less resistance to pretend to be Omega. Mm. And that's that's something that like Clone Wars is targeted like eight to fourteen. Like that's right. the age range for Clone Wars. And and Rebels was right in the same zone, maybe a little bit younger, but the because the way the TV ratings are. You've got TVY7 and right, um, TVPG, which is, which is 13. Yeah. And so like the things that are going to hit that, that zone, that's where Star Wars likes to put their animated stuff mm-hmm. is in that, like right in that zone. And so then one of the things that happens is you give people that are that age group, you give them a character that they can see themselves in. Mm-hmm. And that helps them be connected to the story. Because for us, it's a lot easier for us to look at Hunter or Wrecker or Tech or whatever. Because we've got the we've got the four humors archetypes. Right. So it's like we've got the Ninja Turtles plus right. Crosshair. <laughs> plus yeah. Crosshair, who's you know indisposed at the moment. <laughs> kind of rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> but the you know because Wrecker's Mikey. <laughs> right. <laughs> tech is Donnie. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but that so we got that, and so then we can see them, and we have one that is like. I like this one more or whatever. Now I'm, I'm sure for most of us, it's Hunter because it's like, he's, he's the most dad. He's the one that's got this responsibility. And so like, by the time you're a middle-aged adult man, you've got sort of whatever your life problems are and other things. And so then you're going <laughs> to like, re, like Hunter is going to be the one that you're just like, you're my guy. You're my boy blue. Like yeah. it's going to be more like that because he's the one that has a level of responsibility for the entire group that mm-hmm. none of the other individuals in the group have, mm-hmm. you know, echo and tech have tasks that they do that are important that require their expertise, but they're not responsible for everybody else. They're responsible for doing their part of the job. Mm-hmm. Hunter is responsible for doing his job and everybody else. and, and making sure everybody else is doing what they need to do or getting what they need to have and stuff like that. So right. there's a, so like as a dad, we connect with Hunter. I don't know if you guys are dads as a dad, I connect yeah. with Hunter no, we are. And, yeah. <laughs> and Hunter then is also the one that has the, the character that the kid then emulate. Like my, my daughter isn't quite at want to watch star Wars on TV age. We're still just a little bit too young for that. So mm-hmm. at some point we're going to cross that threshold and we're going to watch that show 
And she's going to want to be Omega for Halloween. And I'll be like, <laughs> I guess I'll be Hunter. Oh, yeah, well. I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Talk me into it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to be so upset about this. I uh, hate doing this. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, obviously, we've got some more Star Wars coming out later this year. Um, I'm so excited about Acolyte. Maybe so we can excited. maybe we can have you back when uh, when some of that stuff comes comes out. We can talk I a little bit about to. that. Uh, we're coming up on time. I want to give you a chance to kind of tell everybody uh, where they can find your lightsabers, uh, sales pitch type stuff. What else you offer? Because I know you offer classes not just live and in person where you are located down there, right? But you also offer them online. So go ahead and tell folks uh, how they right. can do that. I'm going to keep this plug super short and then because I wanted to ask you guys a question. Okay. So you can, you can go to leveluplightsaber.com and that is the shop and the training site and it will, it will get you everything you need. Leveluplightsaber.com. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, uh, it's very, very easy to find the level up Facebook group. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, we don't have a YouTube channel at the moment because we are me. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, it's only so many hours in the day. Right. Um, um, we have three different handle styles available online. Everything is ready and approved uh, for my training and the curriculum and stuff like that. And based out of Louisville, Kentucky, we have classes here in Louisville, um, but all of the material is online. So you can get a training buddy and, and, and do this stuff in a backyard or a garage or you could do it in a living room. Just be careful of your lamps um, and ceiling fans. <laughs> or children. I've seen a lot of videos on TikToks of people with lightsabers taking out ceiling fans. And ceiling fans are expensive. Well, the bane, I, and I think, the bane, I think bane one of the, the One of the cool things that I like about your lightsabers also is that you can't you it's not one where you're like oh i gotta pick my color and buy that lightsaber um you can change literally change the color like how many different color, color combinations and it's was it's literally infinite so in nice in there you got the led the led diode is gotcha. a red a green and a blue nice so everything that a red green and blue light can replicate these can do nice so basically yeah. everything except for black gray and brown and then there are nine sound sound thoughts installed. You can't install your own, not at this price point. If you can, if you find somebody that sells a lightsaber at my price, that inst- <laughs> that you can install your own sound fonts, tell me because I can't get them wholesale that cheap. So, yeah. but, um, but uh, but they're nine but sets. You said, yeah, and they're That's they're cool. all based on characters from the movies and other things. So it gives you the opportunity to like have have a sound that is a little bit darker, have a sound that's a little bit lighter. Um, there's one that emulates the dark saber really well, which is nice. probably my least favorite one. Like it seems like that would be really cool <laughs> until, until it's you that, hear it. <laughs> that you you get it from the episode of Mandalorian. It's just like, oh man, that is really harsh. Yeah, and yeah. in a little action sequence, it's fine. But when you're the one swinging it around, it's just like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> um, it's a it, it, that that. <laughs> that blade comes with, uh, you know, some responsibility it, and, and and some sacrifice if you want price. to use it. Yep. That's right. It's the price. That, that's you exactly got to deal right. with it. They're, they're, so, they're always wearing earplugs, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they put the sounds in in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean in, in the real, the actual oh, I know, I know. blade. <laughs> the, um, in uh, Phantom Menace, George Lucas had to stop filming and he'd say, guys, we're gonna put the sounds in and post. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because they kept on, they kept on making the noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ewan McGregor kept on saying, "I just couldn't help it." Yeah, 
So funny. But I mean, um, any of us would do the same. So. Oh, yeah. You, as soon as you put one in my hand, I would start Nobody making the noise. Nobody's self-control is that good. Right. Um, so this is a, um, I'm, not, I'm not judging you as people. I am a little bit. <laughs> so people ask questions to like kind of learn about other people and they, and, you know, people ask about signs and Myers-Briggs types and things like that. I have found that this one's really useful. The problem is you have to answer at the same time so that your answer isn't influenced by the other person's answer. Oh, okay. okay. Right. And so you're going to go on three. And so I'm going to ask you the question, then go one, two, three. Okay. Okay. Go to Mario Kart driver. One. Wait, hold on. What was your, a Mario Kart driver? I am so bad. This is, this is funny. This is an inside joke kind of, but Utah knows how terrible I am at driving in video games. Like I, he, oh my Mario gosh. Kart is not my, my Mario game. Mario Kart is not like all. real driving at all. I know, but <laughs> I'm terrible at any kind but of any, any driving and any video game. Anytime I'm we're so bad at Mario anytime Kart. we're playing a video game and there's a vehicle, I jump in first because there's no way. So what we need, what I'm hearing is we need to do something on Twitch at some point. And now technically this involves the consumption of beverages that you need to be over the age. (laughs) And so you have a, you have a can of a beverage that you need to be over the age of 21 to purchase. However, if we were living in Russia, it would be classified as a soft drink because it's less than 10% by volume. Right. (laughs) And you need to finish your beverage before you finish the race, <laughs> but you can't be you you can't be in motion as you consume the beverage because oh. that, that would be irresponsible. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. That's fair. I'm trying to remember who all the drivers are. I, I, I mean, I already know mine. I mean, I know which, I know which one I probably just, so just go with your guy. Yep. I mean, right, that's ready? one okay. of my favorite characters. One, two, three. Yoshi. Donkey Kong. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Which one? Which one of us? It didn't matter. <laughs> That's the joke. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Donkey. I just uh, Donkey Kong's always been one of my favorite uh, video game characters. So I, I played the crap out of Donkey Kong Country. Like yeah. that game was. Yeah, it was pretty pretty that awesome. That game was great. Yeah. Oh. So I no 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 beef with Donkey Kong and no beef no beef with anybody's choice, but it's. That's something, especially as the like the roster of drivers has gotten really big. Yeah, it's that's, gotten a, that's a that's ultimately a really interesting thing to find out about somebody because you could have like seven, eight people, and nobody will pick the same one. Yeah, and so you can true. like that's you funny. can have a whole class full of people and ask that question, and then go three, two, one, and then <laughs> everyone will say something different. And it's really cool. That and that to me is fun when it's when there's not a like universal answer when right. it's when it's that you know, that, that diverse or that dispersed. And, and you said Yoshi, Utah, right? I said Yoshi. Said, and, 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 I've, I've and, played Yoshi too, I think. And the, sim- um, the simplest, the simplest reason is because uh, Yoshi's name starts with the same letter as my name. So. Right. <laughs> Solid reason. Solid reason. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank uh, you for having me on guys. Before we, before we go, Thanks I want to also point out that we did get a comment during the show early, early on in the show, but we were so early nineties. Someone said, uh, hello, Master Allen. So I don't know if you know that person, but hello I do. to them. You just got a Sigmar a little while ago. He just ordered oh, it for me. Very cool. Well, Excellent. he was watching. I don't know if he's still watching, but he was watching or she. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they, them, whoever it was. I don't know. Um, but uh, thank you for watching. Uh, that was awesome. To, and I wasn't <laughs> ignoring you. We were just engaged. And I didn't want to interrupt and say, oh, this Wars person said hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it happens. 
But uh, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Like I said, we'd love to maybe have you come back in our next season uh, whenever we, you know, we kind of yeah. go down the road I'm, of Star Wars again. I will happily talk about other things other than Star Wars too. Like this is not my sure. fandom. Sure, I'm, sure. You know, well, I can complain about the Green Lantern movie. I can complain <laughs> about the Iron Fist TV show. <laughs> I'm hyped well, for Shang Chi. Like, yep. I am so I can't even tell you how excited I am for Shang Chi. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so. Pretty awesome. I still have. Martial arts I, action looks really good. Good oh, Asian representation. I, yes, I, my yes. grandmother's from Okinawa. This is something that nobody assumes from looking at me. And so like when, when big budget movies have um, Asian leads, it's something that sort of like it, it gets a little buzz in our family for lack sure, of a better sure. word, because yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, my, my mom's entire life, the, the Asian leads in movies have been, like relegated uh, to the villains or the computer expert or the yeah, martial artist. They've, they've, they've been yeah. very, very much pigeonholed into the typical, typical roles that people have expected Asians to be in for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see, see that expand um, in my lifetime, yeah. let alone my children's lifetime. is yeah. The, the um, fact so that my daughter has been on a Raya, the last dragon kick recently. Oh, really which awesome just showed up me. on Disney plus for That's free. What I was going to so say it's good. no longer premiere access. Right? So now, so, now, now we're going to watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to finally so see it. So good. The awesome. choreography, like the fight choreography they did is so <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, so, so they, they actually motion capped a lot of the choreography. <laughs> and Lauren, Lauren Mary Kim, who is a great stunt woman, uh, she was one of the people that uh, they motion capped. And uh, it looks amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be it's, I, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I'm, awesome. I will come on to talk to you guys about that after you see it. <laughs> Very cool. Love well, well, another time. We'll definitely figure that out. Thank you again so much for coming. Thanks for sharing uh, your uh, love of lightsabers and uh, turning them into to real life fighting. I would just, I, I think I might not have the the energy to do that anymore these days. We have to see, but, or I might hurt something because just, you, you know. have any ceiling fans? It doesn't take much these days. <laughs> but I, I, know I, do, so well. I do appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, this is uh, our penultimate episode of season one. So if you're watching, uh, we've got one more episode coming Ooh. June 20th. I'm working on uh, a really fun uh, guest, uh, group of guests who will hopefully come and really be fun and entertaining uh, to take us out on a high note. We'll be back for San Diego Comic-Con uh, in July. Bye. And then our season two will officially uh, kick off uh, at the end of August. But we uh, we thank cool. you guys for supporting us throughout this first year um, and being a part of our, as we've grown this podcast through, I almost played the wrong sound uh, music at the end here. Still, um, still have some tech issues. That you know. well, every episode, there's <laughs> tech issues. We're learning. But I'm going to take what we've learned. We're going to apply that in the season two. It's going to be great. But thanks to all of you who've watched or listened uh, along the way. We appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe and do all those fun things. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of all of the the things things. and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks guys. The podcast is real is a world gone geek production.